Hi, and welcome to the Man Down podcast, the podcast where we talk all things men's mental health, masculinity, vulnerability, and everything in between. From guest interviews with inspirational individuals sharing their own vulnerabilities, through to the breakdown, where we break down different types of mental health support so that you can make the most educated and best informed decision possible to get help for yourself. As Matt Haig says, man up is not a call to strength, it's a demand of weakness. And the time for man up is over. This is Man Down. I am incredibly proud to say that Man Down is brought to you in partnership with Better, a charity raising awareness around mental health and suicide prevention through a range of exciting events and initiatives. Please head over to www.better.org.uk, that's B-E-D-E-R, or find them on Instagram at better underscore UK. Hi guys, and welcome to today's episode of Man Down Presents The Breakdown. Today, I'm speaking with the wonderful Lorna Devine. Lorna is a cognitive behavioral therapist and an accredited coach with a background in psychology clinical psychology and mental health, and also a diploma in life coaching and personal performance coaching. And she has worked with leading brands such as BBC News, Harper's Bazaar, Sweaty Betty, Sheerlux, and many more. In this mini episode, Lorna and I talk about what cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT actually is, how it works, how it can help people, as well as talking about some of the reservations and resistance that people have to therapy and the importance of putting in the work outside of the therapist's room. As always, if you have any questions or anything you'd like to share with me or our guests, then please do reach out. But for now, enjoy today's episode, and I hope to see you soon. Lorna, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Jamie? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah, busy, busy week, but um, yeah, all things considered, very, very well. Thanks. Um, I'm really, really excited to have you here. Some of the people listening will have just heard the the intro where I told them a little bit about about yourself and and the work that you do. But um, it'd be great to hear it from you. So, if you wouldn't mind just giving a little bit of an intro to yourself, that'd be a, a lovely place to start. Yeah, no, sure. So I'm a cognitive behavioural therapist and a personal performance coach. I currently work in private practice. So I offer one-to-one online therapy and coaching and then also run a range of workshops and groups um, and then consult for different startups, companies and wellness brands. And I specialise in helping high performers to really improve their psychological well-being and performance so that they can flourish in their personal and professional lives. Um, and I think that clients typically come to me for help with, there tends to be a bit of a theme, but it's typically around anxiety, stress, burnout, um, perfectionism, imposter syndrome, and then others know that they can do more, but they're just not quite fulfilling their potential. Mm-hmm. Perfect, perfect. No, that sounds fantastic. And and definitely, you know, a lot of the reasons why I wanted to, to have you here as a guest. So um, this being the very first episode of Man Down Presents The Breakdown, for people who aren't familiar with what The Breakdown is, we're going to be diving into different types of mental health support to help you understand the different areas that you can get help in and how those different areas could apply to, to things that you might be dealing with right now. Um, so Lorna, you're as you mentioned, a cognitive behavioral therapist or CBT therapist. 
What does that mean? Yeah. So CBT stands for so cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's basically an evidence-based talking therapy that can help you manage your difficulties by changing the way that you think and behave. And it's, it's based on the idea that our thoughts, our feelings, our behaviours, our physical sensations are all interconnected. So our negative thoughts and feelings can keep us trapped in this vicious cycle. So the idea is actually if we can work on changing one of these, such as your thoughts, for example, then this will then impact on one of the others, so your feelings. So in CBT, I really work with clients to help them understand, identify and change different ways of thinking and behaving to then improve how they feel. So less anxious, for example. Okay. And with CBT, it's very much focused on helping you in the here and now and helping you manage your, your current difficulties rather than going you know, back to the past. We often do think how your early experiences might impact how you think, feel and behave now, but it's more in the sense we're thinking about um, certain beliefs that you might have that are impacting your day-to-day -day life rather than going into, you know, um, certain, like going too much into the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And um, we were saying just before we came on air that I've had my fair share of, of CBT and I can attest to, to the power of it. Um, it was a big part of, of my own journey with, with my anxiety and panic attacks. So um, yeah, it's great to be able to kind of dig into it a little bit more. So for people listening who might now have a better understanding of, of you know, what it is, mm -hmm. what does, you know, I imagine obviously it's unique to the individual and depends on the issue that they're dealing with, but what might that process look like for someone? Is there you know, a certain number of sessions that you would recommend? And then where do you begin? Like, where would you start with someone? Yeah, so I always, I always start, so I, I always personally start, therapists will all be different, but I personally start with a bit of a, a clarity call before someone starts working with me to really make sure that actually CBT is right for them and whether we feel, you know, the, we're the right fit for each other. Um, but from then we would do an initial assessment to really gain an idea of what they're struggling with, their, you know, their background. And then we'd think about developing a formulation together, which is basically a map of what's going on for someone. So you'd think about their current difficulties, perhaps um, we call it predisposing factors in CBT, but it's basically things that might have made you more vulnerable or susceptible to experiencing what you're struggling with now. Um, and then after that, we'd set some goals. And then from then onwards, we'd be working with you actively to really manage your difficulties. In terms of the number of sessions, it does really vary you know person to person and it depends on what we are working um on but I mean I'd say the average is probably 8 to 16 but again it depends if you're if you're just working with panic attacks for example maybe it'd be somewhere between 8 to 16 but then say you're also working with panic attacks and low mood or there are other you know factors that are impacting what's um going on for someone then it could be a little bit more Sure. So it really does depend on the person and we'd always, you know, agree on the sessions early on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess my understanding, and this is kind of, again, why I wanted to, to bring this element of the podcast to people was with my CBT, a lot of the conversation I found was about, I suppose, almost like a reprogramming, rewiring, where I'm reframing mm -hmm. my 
response or reframing how I relate to a certain trigger. Is that is that right? Or have I completely made that up? Yeah, no, that's definitely like one element of CBT, for example. So one tool we use in CBT, which sounds very similar, it's called cognitive restructuring or reframing your thoughts. So there's lots of different parts in CBT. So we have the cognitive side and then the behavioral side. So it sounds there that that's more around the cognitive side, so examining the things that you do, I mean, examining the things you think, sorry, and then changing the way that you're thinking, so reframing how you're thinking. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. I think, I, yeah, it's starting certainly to make more sense to me from relating it back to some of the experiences that I've had. And, you know, I mentioned earlier about my own experiences with CBT and panic attacks, and you mentioned some of the things that CBT might be able to help with, but what... What kind of issues are people typically coming to you with when they are either referred to CBT or come off of their own back? Yeah. So again, it varies. I mean, typically, so we know that CBT is effective for treating anxiety and low mood. So often anxiety and low mood, um, but also at the moment, there's a lot of stress, burnout, um, imposter syndrome, but also you don't have to be struggling with a you know, particular difficulty to benefit from CBT. Like some of my clients really like CBT because actually it's a really good way to develop you know, a better understanding of yourself, other people around you, your values. Um, you can work on achieving personal and professional goals. Um, you know, relationships making, if your relationships are already good, you can make it even better. And it's, it's very practical as well, isn't it? Like very focused on the here and now. So you're gaining tools to help you deal with, you know, stresses of daily life as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a point that I want to make across all of the episodes of The Breakdown is that mm -hmm. therapy and support doesn't have to be reactive. It doesn't always have to be a case of, you know, you're at breaking point or you're at you know a, a particular low to then look for support like a lot of these methods that we're going to cover cbt being one of the best um from my own experience are can also be about sort of preventative and making your life better rather than responding to a particular low so i think that's a really really important point to remember for everybody um the next question that i i guess i wanted to come to was one that just came to mind and it's something again that i've experienced myself but as a therapist, you know, you mentioned that, I suppose, that initial consultation type call. Mm -hmm. Often when I speak to people about therapy, I'll, I'll mention the fact that the first therapist that you work with might not be the right therapist for you. Um, and from the, from the therapist side of things, what does that look like? Is it the sim same sort of process for you in the sense that you actually might not a feel comfortable or b be able to help everybody who comes through your door yeah no definitely and I, it's partly because I was specialized in a certain area so if I feel that actually you know I, I either haven't had the training to deal with you know a certain difficulty or if I feel that actually there's we're not the right fit it could be to do with availability sometimes um but if I don't feel you know equipped to deal with a certain difficulty then I will say actually this is what I'm trained in you would benefit from perhaps this kind of therapy or you know try out different kind of therapists or refer on because I think actually you know as a therapist you can't you can't take everyone on firstly in terms of capacity um but also I think you need to stick to what you know you you train and what you specialize in um and that's my personal point of view like I know some people might work with you know a range of difficulties 
but I I like to you know stick to what I specialize in yeah definitely and I think that's important is is you know making sure that you are the right fit for yourself as an individual looking for for support but also as a a therapist and a specialist in in terms of what you know that you you can support with like Mm -hmm. I I've I've spoken with therapists in the past who um work, work primarily with women and that's just where they specialize and that isn't anything against them that is just there are enough therapists out there who will be able to help you as an individual so I think being aware of that is really important and not getting downheartened or downbeat if it doesn't work for you because I was definitely guilty of that I um had a few different therapists and and, and counselors where when it didn't work I was like well therapy doesn't work for me and I think that is a, a dangerous mindset to get into because therapy and and all different types of, of mental health support can work for you at varying levels and even if it's not CBT or whatever it is that you're trying there are so many different things that I'm hoping we'll be able to introduce everybody to so that's that's been really really helpful um I suppose in terms of do you come across people having I suppose misconceptions or any myths around CBT where um you know people come thinking it's one thing or they think it's something that it's not what what do you see coming up from that regard I mean, I think the most common thing that I see is actually that people see it as a bit of a fix. They can overnight, you know, can I be, you know, fixed in six sessions? Um, And I think it can definitely, you know, really help you in six sessions manage certain difficulties, but also it's definitely not a quick fix. Like it's a process. It's a bit of a journey as well. Although it's not as long term as some therapies, you still, it's still, it's still not, you know, super, super brief. Um, And also, I guess as well with the CBT, you have to put the effort in between the sessions. And that's where you really consolidate all of your learnings, right? And you, you practice what you're doing in the sessions. So I think sometimes as well, people might think that, um, you know, you can come and you get all the tools in the sessions, take them away and that's it. But it's, you know, really putting it into practice as well. Like, I think that's another reason, you know, in terms of assessing suitability is making sure that someone has time and, you know, really wants to put in that effort between the sessions. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm smiling to myself if people (laughs) are only listening to the audio because I have definitely made that mistake in the past. And I think I'm realizing more and more now that, you know, we hear people talk about doing the work and that's because it's work. You can't, unfortunately, as lovely as it would be for a therapist to fix all your problems in a couple of sessions, you do have to put the work in yourself. You can't just expect things to change. And so I think that is... And I suppose as well, that's part of therapy is getting you to a place where you feel like you can do that work on yourself. And, and some of those things you mentioned around self-awareness and a better relationship with yourself really do help with that. Um, so yeah, definitely an important reminder to, to both myself, but everybody listening as well. Um, but Lorna, that has been incredibly helpful and, and informative. Um, if people do want to find out more about, about yourself and the services that you offer, where should they go? Um, so you can either um, go on my website, so lornadivine.com or Instagram, I'm on Instagram, so at Lorna underscore divine. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lorna. That's been amazing. Thank you. And it's been great to chat with you, Jamie. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. 
If you are a fan of the podcast or enjoyed this episode, it would mean a huge amount to me if you could like, follow, subscribe, rate and review the podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for the next incredible episode of Man Down and I hope to see you soon.